Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Go! Every time so others mm, rather, so go every time so others may every time get some Live from KS Bar and Grill, introducing Pennant Deep with Max Duffy and Miles Butler, presented by Kentucky Sports Radio. We are back. Pennant Deep is back again for the second episode of this season, I guess you could say. The off-season. Uh, the off-season. Well, the pre-season. The pre-season. pre-season. We're just getting warmed up. We're getting better every day, just like the teams around college football, particularly the University of Kentucky football team. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're getting better, just working at our craft each day. No miles today, unfortunately, but mm-hmm. Brent Wayne Scott is joining me up the top of KS Bar. Um, miles just can't work out how to talk into a microphone, so we just banned him for a week. We basically gave him the week off to think about it, and you know, basically sit. He's been banished to his room. Sit in your room, think about your actions from last week, and then uh, you can come back after that. What's crazy is though, is it is always Miles. Like we switch. We switch chairs, yeah. headsets. Like we don't have like a signs one, no. and for some reason his is always like terrible. And we the thing is is like with the the audio thing is you don't really know it until after the fact, which you know like you and Miles mentioned we could probably just record ourselves for ten seconds, figure it out, and go he, from there. But we're not efficient. He's so. he's a quiet sounding guy, but it's still insane. Like we've said to him many times, and we apologize to the listeners, Miles, speak into the microphone and project your voice, <laughs> and he goes, yeah, yeah, I will. 
and then you end up yeah like, just like uh, that no so if you can't hear that that's because i was doing a miles um <laughs> He just, I don't know. He doesn't seem to quite grasp the concept yet, but that's okay. Well, it's we'll also give him, my fault too, we'll give like him a, everything. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> of course, that's a given. Uh, we'll give him the week off and then he'll be back. Um, I'll tell you what, I wasn't going to announce it today, but I'm going to because this is basically set in stone at this stage. We will have a guest, Brent. A guest. A one. guest mm -hmm. each week with us this mm -hmm. year, which is massive for us. Just one, not rotating. One guest. One guest. We may occasionally have, you know, uh, you know, we might have a Mark Stoops episode. We might have a uh, Brad White. We might mm -hmm. have a, uh, I don't know. The I 49ers guy I who broke my to, heart. I struggle yeah. to say his last name. Um, we Rich. might have some, yeah, Richie Rich. We might have Richie and a couple of the others um, on, you know, every now and then we might throw in an extra episode for the week. But this guest is going to join us every week. Uh, we're probably going to put it out on a Monday, but hey, just watch this space. Will Levis will be joining us every week Peace this out. week. How good is that? I think it's great. You, you know, you've set it up, and you've so kudos to you. I think that's massive for us. And I will say, though, should we think about rebranding the podcast for the season? Because it's the quarterback, and it's just like pin it deep with, like, Miles and Max and Brent. And we, we want to do throw it deep? Yeah, I mean, yeah, just for a season. Uh, no. Well, we're still <laughs> the stars. No, we're still the stars. He's just a guest. And – as like on the field, mm -hmm. if he doesn't produce, we're here to mop up the scraps and help him out. Right. No, so, no Ray guys in his closet no, either. Correct. <laughs> yes. No, uh, no unanimous All-Americans either. Uh -uh. So. Zero. Um, but it would be great to have him. Uh, him sitting in each week would be awesome, much like one of the worst shows that I've ever listened to, Pat McAfee with one of the worst quarterbacks mm -hmm. I've ever listened to in my life, Aaron Rodgers. So it would be a little bit like that, but the people know what they're talking about on this podcast and it's actually good takes and not just two ridiculous people talking to each other. So that would be great. Okay, so like I was going to get to this later, but since you're already digging at the Aaron Rodgers thing, which is like kind of bygones we got. Like I know, I know that he doesn't get it done, mm -hmm. but can I just say one of your flaws is like I, I actually hate texting you which is like a bit of a sidebar because every time I text you, it could be the simplest thing. It could literally be like, happy birthday, Max. Your only response to me ever is three letters. Yes. WTF. Correct. And I don't understand why every time you text me. It could be like a serious thing. Like, this wouldn't happen. But let's say like, ah, Max, like I got uh, Stoops books for us this Books for an interview for us this week, you know. Uh, you would definitely get the WTF for me for <laughs> okay, that. Okay, fair. Because I would be like, how? <laughs> but it's like just everything I do. You, you will send me a Snapchat or a text out of the blue. I will respond to said thing, and you're just WTF. Right. Why? Because Why? you just ask personal things that are none of your business. Like, I asked you if you wanted to play golf right. today. <laughs> and that's not your business whether I want to play golf with you or not. You need to, like, just let me do me. I can't answer those questions. Yes, I, I do respond like that. It's a that. very toxic friendship trait. Yeah. So if anyone wants to know what it's like to, to like, I don't, I mean, I guess not friends with Max, but acquaintances with Max, it sucks because the only Podcast thing. Podcast producer. Yeah, that's basically it. I'm a servant and the only response I get is never a thank you or it's Brent WTF. Brent, this is your fault. Brent, go get the stuff from Louisville. Brent, why aren't you tweeting this? Why aren't you doing that? Meanwhile, Miles just drives from Nashville, and you just text Will. Oh, hey, want to come on the show today? Yes. So I mean, like, well, I'm setting things up. You know, I can't, I can't be nice to everyone. And I'm very <laughs> so I, it's trust just me, me. Bo Allen gets the same treatment as you do. He texts me with some of the most random, weird ideas. Me and Bo are good friends, 
And I'll just say, Bo, what are you talking about? And that's all he gets from me, ever. Even if he's like, hey, man, it was good to see you last night. Bo, what are you, what are you talking about? The problem like, is, though, it's like it's the most mundane things. Like, you will ask me a question. Could be a yes or no question. I give you the direct answer, and your only response is WTF. Right. Well, hey, that's what happens. Um, <laughs> let's uh, just very quickly to get back to the will thing. Yes. If you'd like to be a sponsor of the show, we're going to have a lot of listeners this year. We had great mm-hmm. numbers, actually, for the first episode, which I was pleasantly surprised with. I mm-hmm. uh, wasn't sure how it was going to be after a long little period off, you know, the off-season. Right. Um, so we had great numbers. If you guys want to be part of a show that has some unbelievably good numbers for just talking about Kentucky football and maybe you're a local Kentucky brand or something like that, um, reach out to us on our Twitter or maybe reach out to Brent. I'll probably give out his personal number. Um, yeah, go ahead and do stage. that. That's fine. Uh, but no, reach out to maybe like me or Brent on uh, like an Instagram message or our, our Twitter handle, Twitter. which is Pinna Deep KSR. Pinna Deep KSR. At Pinna Deep KSR. Reach out to us. And uh, keep writing in as well, people, with your questions and anything you want us to talk about. Uh, we had a lot last week. Oh. We've got a few this week that'll be harder to get to. Um, we're going to get to them, but they're just like all the same thing. Well, so, so I'm just kind of going to cover one. But speaking of last week. Oh, <laughs> speaking of last week, <laughs> with some feedback on Twitter. Um, by the way, guys, just very quickly, the show is going to be basically me giving my prediction for the season. We'll get to that in a second. Yes, so that's yes, what you're yes, hanging yes. out for. But, um, yes, we must talk about the great Adam Banks that came <laughs> onto this show. Can, I, uh, can we preface everything by saying, personally, we like Adam Banks? Like, yes. He, he's kind of getting shit on on Twitter, but like, he's a really uh, nice guy. He's not just getting shit on. They're basically asking Eddie Bashir to hang him in the streets in front of everyone. <laughs> Will you stop with that? They are. They want public hang execution. That, I, have you seen some of the tweets? There was a poll that said, is this guy the biggest idiot in Kentucky? Yes and yes. <laughs> Like, that was, that was the hate that he was getting. The funny if thing If you was, haven't listened, go back to last week and listen to Adam Banks' take on why Mark Stoops is not a good coach, which is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. <laughs> but the funny thing was, he came in and he's like, I don't really have anything. And I was like, but you said it. And he's <laughs> like, I know, I'm going to go with it, but I don't have much. And I'm like, well, that's on you, man. You, you, this is your time to shine. And he just ended the show and was like, I had nothing. And I knew you guys were going to be prepared. <laughs> And the, f- the feedback on Twitter has been absolutely hilarious. Have you had people texting you about it? I have had people writing in onto our Twitter constantly. Uh-huh. Matt Jones, the, the god of KSR, <laughs> he's had people texting him in constantly saying, what were they doing getting this guy on the show? Like, don't let them do that. And like, things like this. Uh, I think he's going to talk about it in one of his shows this week. But uh, I've had distant family members I haven't talked to in like years or like friends I haven't talked to in years who literally who in the hell was this guy? And I was just like, that's the most feedback we've got on anything outside of maybe like when we had Stoops and he did the swirl. Well, Mar- just Mark, insane. Mark Stoops texts me and said, who is this Adam Banks? Send me a picture because I'm going to give it to, I'm going to give his photo and his address to Buff, Coach Buff, Buff. And, uh, and he will never be seen again. So, uh, Adam, if I was you, I'd be locking the doors and putting yep. up the bulletproof glass at the moment. <laughs> uh, but we do kind of uh, – we did set him up for that. So let's try and be a bit nicer to him on Twitter, yeah. please. Uh, he was great to come on. Too. It was yeah. great for him to come on and take one of the worst takes I've ever heard in my life. But, hey, mm-hmm. if anyone wants to come on and give us a terrible take, we're probably <laughs> happy to have him. But we don't want people <laughs> donating their time. Well, we should be careful about giving ter- terrible takes. I mean, we'll have – Correct. Some political takes, like if we uh, had that invitation. So that was Adam. Speaking of terrible takes as well, before we get to my prediction, uh, Fan Day 
is like one of the cringiest days to be on Twitter of all time. What because a you've got like you've got bald people like Nick Roush that just like have the worst takes in the world of football. And they'll be like, guy throws pass to wide receiver and for a completion, like looks great. Like, yeah, on air, like with no defense, all the scout teams in and they're like, We gee, we look good this year. It's like or like O-linemen hit bag hard. Like, <laughs> cool, man. Like, congrats. Like, thanks. I know they need content. I understand that. But, man, it's just hard to be on Twitter on Fan Day because, like, they just try and pull something out of nowhere and then everyone's like, oh, the Chris Rodriguez catch. Like, that, they were so excited that something good happened. It was a great catch. Okay, Don't thank get you me for saying that. Great catch. But it was just hilarious because they finally had something to talk about. And so they were like, oh, like, something good actually <laughs> happened. Like, we can tweet about something. And then it was like... We want to see the Chris catch, let release the Chris catch footage. Like, they were so happy that something good actually you happened. Are so negative. Because it was the worst. They were so negative. It's literally just to build excitement, man. It's a, it's a month up. For the fans, yeah, it's great to go see it. I'm saying the Twitter takes are just so bad. Like, I put one out there, and I must admit, I was part of that. I put, yeah. I put one out there. I, I, uh, I had to kind of join in the fun and, you know, try and build the excitement. So I said, uh, I said, um, Great to see UK football players out at Fan Day. Highlights included throwing passes, catching passes, running the ball, and playing defense. You rarely see that from a team on Fan Day. Got to make you excited about what's to come. Yeah. And, I mean, that's, that, that was my little time of, like, you know, trying to get a part of what, all the hype and building their suspense. <laughs> I just, I mean, come on. We, like, we, we do need content. We've gone... So, I mean, the, the basketball team lost to St. Peter's in early March. Like, we've been starving for content for a minute. So, I think, like, a catch. But, okay, yes. That's that, so, the Chris thing gave them something. But I'm saying, yes. besides that, it should be, like, what color it Stoops gone with for Fan Day. Or, like... That's true. Uh, it's like you, when Tiger you know, comes to the, to the green. Who's wearing? wearing the most, like, sweatbands? Because the DBs always seem to have a competition yes. of who's wearing the most sweatbands. Or, like, I don't know... Uh, What's Colin Goodfellow been eating today? Because he's normally about 20 Jesus to 30 Christ. pounds overweight. So it's just like something like that. That is what I want to see on Twitter. Well, so what did you do on Fan Day that would like attract uh, Twitter to like see something you would do on Fan Day? Like what's the – no, when you were a player. Like what, what's the big extravagant thing you did on Fan Day to make people just like well, I enamored? I wasn't very well known, so I just pretended to be one of the fans on the sideline and just yell. What do you mean you weren't well known? You're yell, the only Australian player on the just roster. Just yell abuse at the team. That's what I would have done. <laughs> just gone and been like, what the fuck? Like Will Levis, he sucks. Pick five. Like everyone's hyping him up. Well, we want Will to be nice, so we're going to be nice to him on the show. But I would have been abusing someone, probably Matt Ruffalo. Yeah, that's, that's not um, But I just thought that fan day is, is tough to listen to and tough day to be on Twitter. Now, So just don't get on Twitter. That's true. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't want to be one of those people. Now, um, I, I'm going to get to the Twitter questions real quick um, just because I want to cover that before we get into this. Housekeeping. So, um, so let's go through them real quick. Shay Ellis, can you make sure the audio was good this time? Brent and Max's mics were good, but Miles sounded like he was underwater. Yes, that's why we've given him Eliminated the week off. Them. Eliminated. Shay, um, have Himmy, Eric Jones said, have Himmy predict Will Levis' stats for the season. So who's Himmy? Uh, I believe he meant to say him, but he put him. an E there. So, Eric, uh, if you can't spell your sentences correctly, then we can't we get back to, to you. Pass. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, his stats for the season will be super impressive, but we're going to get to that in the, in the uh, prediction. Mm -hmm. um, Daniel Hager says, how many times Stoops snipes an injured player this season? Four. Oh. That's actually a really good question. I'd set the over-under at like seven. 
Well, there's 12 weeks. Right. We're going to get into like a Tennessee game where they're going to play tempo and Ole Miss. So we've got two tempo teams this year, which is going to require a lot of sniping to try and slow the game down. So you'd think minimum four snipes in those games. Well, you've got to think, though, but Stoops has got to be – these are road games. He's got to be more strategic about his setup. To, he, he's in an unfamiliar territory. Yeah, but he'll still – he can snipe But, but he'll anywhere. stand out, though. He's got to – you can't make it obvious. He'll, they'll throw a flag. Oh, because when they're just standing there and they fall on the ground, it's not <laughs> obvious. Uh, I'll say the over-under at about 16 and a half for that one, especially playing two tempo teams this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like the over-under on refs yelled at by Stoops this year. That's by Andy A.G. People are loving the uh, Mark Stoops calls. I'd just be watching my back too much if you're, uh, if you're getting into him. Um, over-under on refs, oh, I mean, every single ref will get yelled at, there's no doubt. Um, so Cameron Manley also said over-under times... Stoops caught on camera verbally abusing a ref. As I said, it's every single time it's about Stoops. Uh, it'll be every ref that ever calls anything against Kentucky or not something for. How Hendon Hooker and the UT offense will fare against UK defense, we will get to that. Um, and Uncle Jim said, just don't bring Adam back on. That was tough to listen to. Dude has no idea what's going on. Absolutely clueless. Thank you, Uncle Jim. Uh, <laughs> as we said, the Adam Banks feedback will probably come in every tweet this year, I think. So that's great. Now, let's get to it. The nitty gritty. My prediction for the year. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to ramble for a little while and you're just going to have to sit here and listen and then I'll let you come back at me with some questions, okay? Does All that right. sound fine? Yeah, that's fine. All right, I'm going to get into a deep dive here. Okay. So, as you may have heard on KSR because Matt wanted to use it early, I have a prediction for this year And I want to preface it at the start by saying this. I love Kentucky football. There is no one in the world that wants us to win more than, win 12 games and win the three championship games after that more than me. Mm -hmm. I want us to go 15 and 0. I want us to be national championships. If you see how hard I yell for us when I'm watching us on the TV or, you know, sitting amongst the common fan or up in the suite, you won't see a person be more excited when we win games. When When we beat Florida last year, I was on the field jumping up and down like I just played in the game. Yep. I love it. For this show, obviously, it's important we win. For the K- Kentucky community, it's important that we win. I want us to win as many games as we can. So let's just start with that, okay? I'm not a Kentucky hater. I'm not like the past player that's like, oh, back in my day. I'm not, like, I'm not that. But you're I, a journalist. You've got to tell the truth. I, hey, but I'm here to give an opinion. And if my opinion is unpopular, then it, it is what it is. I, I can't give you the opinion that's not sincere or mine, my proper opinion. <laughs> So, given that, this is my thoughts. It is very, very hard to win SEC football games. Extremely hard. We have had two seasons in the last four years where we've won 10. Now, to win 10 games, then let's remember nine of them were regular season, one in the bowl game. So let's say a nine-win season, okay? The two seasons that we won nine, you need one of two things to win that at a minimum in the SEC. You need to be an unbelievably good team or a bunch of things to go your way. And maybe a little bit of both sometimes, okay? So, the first year when we won nine games, we had one of the greatest, if not, I mean, uh, people may come back at me about some team back in the 40s. Uh, Who cares? We had the best defense Kentucky's ever had. We had the best defensive player in the whole, like, of college football that year. Like, he Mm -hmm. actually won the award for best defensive player in college football, Josh Allen. We had a second-round second draft pick, Lonnie Johnson. We had a third-round draft pick, Mike Edwards. We've got Chris Westry, who's still in the league. 
Calvin Taylor was a free agent on a roster for a long time. Jamin Davis couldn't even get on the field. He ended up being a first-round pick. Mm -hmm. Yusuf Corker was on there. He's now on an NFL roster. We had a Derek Beatty was great and just missed out. Mike Darius Edwards. West, um, yes, Mike Edwards, third round. Darius, uh, Darius West, unbelievably good linebacker. Jordan Jones could have played NFL if he wanted to, just chose to do other things once he finished. Like, unbelievable. That's about the heartbeat of Kentucky. Josh Ca Pascal Cash, was... Yeah, Josh. Josh. We had... Uh, we had uh, I, I want to say there was an... Oh, um, Q, Bohanna, who's yes. also a draft pick and mm -hmm. still with the Cowboys. So, okay. I'm still going, had Billy McCall. An too. unbelievable good defense. Last year when we won nine games, and we had obviously an all-time great, Benny Snell, and we could move the ball a little bit, but we really won a lot of games off our defense. Like, let's be honest, right? Well, but an unbelievably good defense. Great offensive line. And then great obviously land in the return game. Yes. Then, last year, we won nine games. But in my opinion, when you look back, at the time, it's easy to get caught up in all the hype. And my, in my opinion, if you look back now, you say, good team, not close to 2018 good, but a good team. And we played some good football at times. But we played some bad football, and we caught some teams at the right time, let's be fair. We beat Florida, whose coach ended up getting fired, and they barely made a bowl game. I don't even know if they did. They did. Okay. Uh, Gasparilla Probably won bowl. six, yeah. yeah. We, we ran into an LSU team that had about 40 actual uh, scholarship players by that time. Um, their Stingley was already sitting out. Uh, they were on to, like, their second or third quarterback, I think, at that stage. Like, they had a bunch of guys that didn't even want to play. I think Butte played, like, the first quarter and then didn't play. Right. Um, I think he got hurt that game. Yes. So, we had a bunch of things that went our way. Uh, obviously, Ogeron got fired. So, you run into two of your hardest opponents, and you get them at a perfect time for two more wins. We barely beat Chattanooga. I know those things happen, but we did barely beat them, right? We got... Blown off the park by Georgia. I know that Georgia's great, and we say we suck with them, and we did. It was a valiant effort, but let's be honest, Georgia didn't even get the ball for the last quarter. They didn't get it. We controlled the ball for the whole game, which you could say, great by us, but also just helped not show the, the weakness in our defense, okay? We got smacked by Tennessee. I know people say we could win. They had the ball for 10 minutes of a 60-minute game and put up 45 on us, like... To anyone that says we, we could have beaten Tennessee, I know that's the way they play, but if you can't stop a team and they have the ball for 10 minutes and put up 45, your defense is in shambles, okay? Mm -hmm. Then we got blown off the park on Mississippi State, not even close. A lot of Will Levis turnovers. Defense was bad again. They were throwing it at Will. I think they had, like, Rogers went, like, what, 37 from 38 at one point. It wasn't it something ridiculous like that. Like, he had a crazy stat line, right? I remember that they controlled the ball. Yes, and we couldn't stop anything. Couldn't stop anything. Couldn't make any open field tackles. Um, and I'm going to get to my point in a second. So that's two nine-win seasons, but we had a lot of things go right. And then the bowl game, we ran into Iowa, who's probably the worst offense in all of Power 5. Run the ball, and it suited us because our defense, like, they don't throw it around. It suited us, and we barely won. But it was still a great win. Hey, Great, congratulations, 10-win season, right? And that's awesome, and I want it to happen again. But we had a lot of things go our way. So, this year, if you look forward to this season, and you think about last season, how that went, and then this season, you have to go, all right. We won nine games, eventually 10, but we had a lot of things go our way. We lost our best player on offense, Wondell Robinson. Now, I know you could say Will. I understand that. But last year, Wondell was unbelievable. Wondell was we our best player We could give him the ball in year. space. He'd make guys miss. He was like the guy that when all else failed, we can go to Wondell. Mm -hmm. We don't have that this year. I know Tavion Robinson's going to be good. He's not Wondell Robinson. Wondell, is un like, Wondell was like Lynn. 
Like, if we don't have Lynn to win us football games in that year when he was quarterback, we would have got smacked. You need, in the SEC, you're playing against the best players in all of the college in the country. You need players that can change a game and do special, special things. Wandale was one of those. We don't have that on offense this year. Not proven anyway. I'll get, I'll get back to the offense in a second. On the defense, we lost Josh Pascal. Again, another game-changing player that could just make ridiculous plays and blow up offenses and win games off his own back. He did it against Florida. That was like Stoops came out and said after that game, that might be the best defensive game I've seen, and I used to have Josh Allen. Yeah. And so he was incredible. We don't have that this year. We don't. We've got some transfers in, but even Stoop said he's not sure what to make of them yet, which means that they're not lights-out phenomenal, okay? We, we lose him. We lose Bully McCall, who was huge for us on the, on the D-line, and we lost uh, Yusuf Corker, who is now an NFL player, okay? Mm-hmm. We didn't add anyone great. We don't have much depth. We have no draft picks on the, de- on the defensive side proven yet. Now, J.J. Weaver could be one. Jordan Wright could be one. But from what they've shown so far, they are not, like early draft picks. They might sneak in. We don't have a game-changing player on defense. And we gave up a bunch of points. We got worse on defense, and we were bad last year. So, my thing is, if we're going to win games this year, we're going to have to win shootouts. It's going to have to be high-scoring games where we win, like, much like the Tennessee game, where we just outscore the opponent. Which means Will Levis is going to have to be in the Heisman contention if we want to be anywhere near nine, nine wins again. I'm going to say that I think he could do that. And if we do win nine games, he's going to be in the final three. It's in New York, right? Where is it? They go to New York or something? Mm -hmm. If we win 10 games, he he almost has to win the Heisman. And if we win 11 or 12, like, you may as well just give it to him. There's no competition if he can make it. Because we've got an inexperienced O-line with Luke gone now and DK, who was a unanimous All-American. We lose two great O-linemen that are draft picks. We bring in some okay guys, but they're unproven and they're not great. They don't have the hype of a DK. And yet, you could say, well, Luke Fortner came out of nowhere. He did. But what's the chances of that happening two years in a row? Very small for me. So Will's going to have to play incredible with an O-line that's inexperienced. Wide receiver room who has got the most hype I've ever heard in my life for guys that have barely ever played. Like, I think the the top returning receiver, because we lost Josh Ali, remember that too. Mm -hmm. The top returning receiver has, like, the most catches is, like, six. Yeah. And there's all these people, like, our, our wide receiver room's incredible. How? They've all just came out of high school. I'm sorry, but, like, if any wide receiver room's going to be great, it's going to be Alabama's coming out of high school. And we saw last year in the national championship game, that didn't stand up for them. Well, they also had a guy get hurt. Uh, I, I, that's what I'm saying. But then when they had to go to their freshmen, it, did, it didn't stand up. Mm. They couldn't do it. So for us to think that we're going to get lower recruits than Alabama – and be unbelievable in the SEC is just tough to convince me of that. Now, could Tavion Robinson be great? I, I mean, we'll soon see. Will the tight end room be better? Yes. That's going to be the thing. You know, guys like Keaton Upshaw, um, uh, Brendan Bates, uh, Dingle, uh, help me out, I miss Isaiah Cummins. Yeah. Those guys are going to be key, and I think they can give it. And that's what I'm saying. I think we can win some games by putting up points. I just don't think you can do You can't do that week in, week out, SEC. You can't. You, want, you look at Ole Miss, you look at Tennessee, the teams that have really bad defenses but have been able to score, yeah, they win some games. And, and Ole Miss has defied the odds, really, by winning 10. Mm-hmm. But, like, besides, you normally win between seven, seven or eight. So, given all that... And There's a give, lot. It, it is a lot. 
but you have to take everything into account. The hype for me is too much. And I want to see us win games, but in my opinion, I think we go 7-5. and five. All right. So, uh, you obviously said a lot there, and there's kind of a lot to, to, to pick at. Um, we, we kind of talked about this off air that I think I split the difference between you and Miles on hype for this season. We will have Miles' prediction uh, when we get Will on for the next show right. or in the season preview. But I think I kind of fall in the middle where – do I think this I – th- I think when you look back on last season, you're absolutely correct. Florida and LSU were our biggest SEC wins last season uh, at the time, and then you look back on it and both of those teams were in shambles. Yep. Um, but I also think that you're assuming everything with a question mark goes wrong. It's not that it goes wrong. It's that nothing – all those question marks for me – it's, it's impossible to just say, yep, that'll work out exactly how we want it. Mm-hmm. Because we know as well in the SEC, as we've talked about, banged up is a factor. Yeah. We talk about banged up a lot, and we're going to be banged up at some stage. And there's not like a bunch of depth. So if something, for me, all these questions, everyone's just too quick at the moment to say, yeah, that'll be fine. Like, well, case in point, wide receiver room, right? Everyone's seeing that glass half full at the moment, and they're like, wow, our wide receiver room's I'm incredible. Not. It's that, that you can't just say that. Like, that's not true yet. Here's, here's my biggest counterpoint to all of this. Is when you look around at Kentucky's roster, yes, there are questions in the wide receiver room. There's questions of depth. But we've also had some pretty good recruiting classes the last few years. So I'm pretty optimistic about the younger guys as I've ever been. But Kentucky has a top five linebacker room, offensive line, running back room, and quarterback in the SEC. That's going to win you games. I know that the secondary – my biggest thing is the secondary. I don't think we do have a top 5-0 line room. I think we do. I, I, it's, Kentucky's I, – I, I trust Kentucky's – Who's our star on O-line? Eli. So you can't even – Exactly. But Eli – no, but Eli's not a star in the SEC. Like, last year we had well, he got Derek Kennard, who was an all, unanimous All-American. The names that came to my Before mind. Before then, we've had draft picks. This year, you can't k- tell me that any of those five are guaranteed draft picks. Oh, no. No, so then, therefore, we're not top five because SEC schools have guaranteed O-line. But you don't have to be a guaranteed draft pick. I mean, Drake didn't get drafted. He's one of the best offensive linemen we've had come through here. Okay, but none of those guys bu- are Drake. Bunchy. He went like the seventh round to the Giants. Is he- none of those guys are Bunchy. How do you know that, though? Did, did you know going into 2018 that Bunchy was going to be Bunchy? Because that was the best – that was one of the best seasons. Uh, George, Big George, did good in 2018. Yeah, we had uh, Logan, Logan Stenberg as Logan, well. Logan, yes. Yeah. So, that was yeah. a great O-line. This O-line isn't going to be those O-lines. But for this offense, I think the system it runs doesn't need an offensive line like that. I think, that, I think what you're missing out on, too, is like there's going to be a lot of, I'm sure, wide receiver runs and running back – catching I think the offense is going to be creative again this year I have full faith in this guy because I've seen the 49ers literally rip my heart out time and time again with the stupid offense they run yeah it's going to frustrate teams yeah and I also think too our, our schedule is tougher than last year but I also think that some other teams are also getting overhyped I think I think Ole Miss is getting overhyped I think there's a good chance Kentucky could still go down there and lose. They'll yeah. probably be underdogs. I think they're getting overhyped. I think Hendon Hooker is getting 
overhyped a little bit. He's great. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but it's t- Tennessee has yet to prove that they can string together two great seasons in a row in forever. Um, and then Georgia, you know, I think about Georgia a lot. There's not a player on that roster that's played at Kroger Field since, and they were like freshmen in 2018. Like they played there during COVID, but like, I mean, come on. Yeah. So they haven't played there in a while. It's going to be in November. It's going to be the coldest home game besides Louisville probably. Yeah. And if they get that at night, that's gonna, I think that's going to be the closest game we've had with Georgia in 2016 was what, six years ago? I, like those sort of things – I look forward to. I'm not glass half full in the wide receiver room because you're right. I haven't seen them do anything. I'm not, I'm not lucky. I'm not sitting here watching film on these guys. I think Tavon Robinson will be a great shoe in. Yeah, I think Barry and Brown's going to be decent. I think Dane Key's going to be good. <clears throat> but I also trust Stoops when he comes on the radio and says, this is the best practice we've had. I, the, I trust Stoops that's to the say one, those things. That's the one thing for me is Stoops doesn't lie, and he, he doesn't just give – you know, glass half full takes for the sake of it. When he came out and said that's the best we've looked ever on day one, then from, that's the only thing that makes me think I am optimistic and I do hope we win games. And again, I hope that you guys can tease me every week for when we win. And Stoops and Vince saying what they've said now, Vince is always pretty positive. <laughs> Vince, yeah. But when Stoops says stuff like that, I'm like, all right, well, maybe I am missing a few guys, maybe. But like, I, I, again, I think the offense will put up enough points at times. I just don't think you can go to the well and, like, Will's going to have to be Heisman and we're going to have to be putting up 40 points because I just don't think our defense... Well, that was and another Stoops thing. has always found a way for our defense to be okay and serviceable, but this might be the year where, like, I saw three games last year where the damn wall was about to break and we haven't improved. I think it's kind of a, a little bit of a smack in the face to say that, oh, if Will Levis gets Kentucky to nine wins, give him the Heisman or he's going to be in contention because that's an impossible task. It's not. This is a... A good team. I trust Stoops has built up enough stuff that I can trust that, like, with the question marks, it's all that they'll on be Will. okay. It's not all on Will. It's not. That's why I had to have this segment before Will comes on because I don't want him. He would have obviously had to disagree, and he's going to say it's not. It is all on him this year. Dude, you can't. Football is the only sport where you have to have so many moving pieces go right for something to work. You cannot say it all falls on Will, especially when Chris Rodriguez is still in the backfield. We don't know if he's going to play yet. Yeah, he might be suspended a few games, but there's he's at Fan Day catching balls. There's no way he's suspended the entire season. Uh, I, hope I mean, not. knock on wood. Yeah. But, I mean, if you're asking me, Chris Rodriguez is going to play this season. You know what? If he doesn't, you still have Cavassier Smoke and Juton McClain. It hurts, though. It would hurt. It would hurt yeah. big time, yes. But, like, to sit there and say we wouldn't have depth or anything to help is, I think, missing the point. This is the one caveat as well, and I love him, and he's going to be on the show, and it's great. And I'm sure he would probably acknowledge this. Will, is, will, will be a top-five quarterback taking the draft. I think he's going to be phenomenal this year. And you're only going to get better the more comfortable you get and, you know, uh, the more you're going to obviously get used to probably two years of a system that's very similar. And it's not to say that there he didn't was struggle game, last there year. There were some games last year where he struggled. He wasn't like – who am I trying to think? He's not he's – not, uh, now, this was one thing that is true that someone said to me because I said, well, he wasn't Joe Burrow last year. Now, Joe, Joe Burrow. Burrow wasn't good in his first year there at LSU. Then they, the offense changed. Mm-hmm. He is in a similar offense, so you can't expect a steep rise kind of like Joe. But, like, he wasn't, um, you know, Tua last year. Like, Will had some games where he was pretty shaky. No, he had some great games. 
but he had some games that were shaky, and that's why I'm like – I think it's fair to say he wasn't great until after – until Georgia. Yeah. That was his – from Georgia on, uh, excluding Mississippi State, Yeah. he played well. He did. He, he played did. good. And that's why I'm saying it's all on him. So, <laughs> as I said – that's, you can't do that. <laughs> I'm going to. I, that, I genuinely think that. And I'm, when he comes on, I'm going to say to him I, that that's what I think. And he's going to defer and deflect and say all this other stuff. We're going to have to put up points. And that's my thoughts. I hope people tell me how. Don't get angry at me as much as you got angry at Adam Banks. But I, I want to be I, I also be trust wrong. that our defense is not going to get in shootouts. I think, it's, I think Brad White has done enough. And Mark Stoops, one of the – you know, greatest college football defensive coaches in the game right yes. now. I trust them to put together uh, a defense, even if it's like 2017, where they're not going to smother you like we did in 2018. But in 2017, you can play a lot of bend, don't break. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it in 2016, even not a spectacular defense, they got a lot of points hung up on them, especially against Louisville. And even with a worse offense than they have now, Stoops, finds a way to put up points. And I, hey, I believe that he's going to find a way. I think, I think 11's overkill, but I think 7 is just cutting this team way too short. So how many wins? If you're asking me, I think it's 8 or 9. Which, which is one? The, which is the, which one? I'll go 9. Okay. I, think, I actually think, I, I legitimately think this. this isn't Who like do we s- drop the 3 to? Tennessee. Okay. Ole Miss. Okay. And depending on C-Rod's status – Florida. I actually think you, beat, you think we'll beat Georgia. I actually think we. Beat, this is not some like bullshit. Oh, check out our podcast kind of take. I legitimately think this is the year, and I've never said it before. I think this is the year that we beat Georgia. Just uh, the circumstances of the last game that Georgia always has that one game in November, especially against like teams like South Carolina when they yeah. were bad. I trust that this is the year. Georgia is. Georgia will at least be a good game, in okay. my opinion. And I think we beat them. I think we'll win our first four. I think we'll beat Florida. There'll be a lot of hype around what we're doing. And whoever we have game five, it'll be... I mean, I really hope this doesn't come true. I but think I game just five is all mess. Yeah, I just don't like it. And I just think that that's when we, the wheels... May. And we've got to hope that we're healthy. I mean, everyone does. We've got to hope that we're healthy. Look, I hope as much as anyone that I'm completely wrong. And I hope that... When we're 12-0, and 0, people can say that was the worst uh, reading of the play I've ever seen in my life. Um, but that's, that's what I think, and I, I can't wait to be proven wrong. But um, that's what my take is, and I really hope it's not because we've got Will on, like we said, and I'd love to – and I hope I – hope <laughs> Well, we're, we're not getting anyone else on after these takes. I hope we're going to get to 10 – yeah, we will. I hope we're going to get to 10 wins or 11 wins or something like that because what an accomplishment it would be to be able to beat – Georgia and go to an SEC East and like I'd I'd run to Atlanta if we do that like it would yeah. be unbelievable. Um, so I hope we do. Um, I just want to. Uh, so your uh, again your yes. final prediction is seven. Do you th- here's my question. Do you think we beat South Carolina? No. Mm. My five losses would be Georgia, Tennessee, Ole Miss, South Carolina. Uh, Mississippi State. Mississippi State's not beating Kentucky at home, dude. I don't know. Well, that's what. I, hey, that's that's my thoughts. I think. I think South Carolina will be a game, but I also think they're getting way overhyped this year. They are, and they always are. But I just like so. I go back. 
you have to have some special, special players on your team to win nine games in SEC. It's just so hard to win games. You have to, like, you have to be a really good team or have a bunch of things go your way. And maybe that happens again for us. And maybe Will is Heisman. And maybe, you know, the young wide receivers are really good. And, and co the offensive guy is the genius that everyone hopes he is. And we got, we're putting guys out in space and all these track stars that we've got are just running the wheels off everyone. Yeah, it's not even – I keep forgetting about Jordan Anthony. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, we've got guys. There's no doubt there's pieces there where we could win 10, 11, 12 games. I just need to see it first. I, I haven't – it's not proven. Oh, like, to return – the most catches returning six – and say that we're going to be this dynamic. It's just too many question marks for me. And that's what I think at the moment. And again, for the 50th time, when people just say that I'm I would love to be proven wrong, and I hope that I am. But I have to give my prediction, and that's what I think. So there you go. I, I hope you're wrong. And I, I mean, I'm kind of nervous about uh, how many guests we're going to get besides Will this season. Uh, we'll get plenty. Um, I hope after the games, because you know, like, he does this to everyone. I hope Vince, after the game, just texts you shit. Or not text, tweets you. Yeah. Be like, at Max Duffy, come well, see about it. Okay. Here's one for you then at the end. And this hasn't been as a uh, lighthearted and funny program as we normally do. But we wanted to sneak this in before we get to the, the fun stuff The fun stuff with Will um, when we come back, when I'm back. I'm actually going to Mexico for nine days with my sisters. Oh, yeah. You told me that'll about be, that. So that'll be, be great. Um, yeah, I'm just going to have my birthday. I haven't, so. haven't seen them for a couple of years. So that'll be good. Um we will have Miles' prediction when Will comes in. This is the last question, and then we might call it a day for this podcast. Mm -hmm. What's the over-under, do you think, for guys drafted then this year? Oh, man, you asked me on the spot. I mean, do you have an answer in your head? I'm well, to so, Vince, so Vince messaged in to KSR. Well, I can't say that. Yeah, I can. I mean, I'm, okay, I'm guessing that it's Vince because Matt always says my close source on the Kentucky football team, which I think he jokingly, everyone knows it's Vince. He just never says it's Vince texted in and was angry about my take on the I radio. I just want to say that's allegedly. Yes, allegedly. Yeah. But, like, I think that's – okay, anyway. I, I get what you're saying. Yes. yes. We don't uh, know for sure, but, like – Yeah, it's not breaking news. Yeah. Um, he texted in and said, um, that take isn't very good. We're <laughs> going to have eight guys drafted. And okay. named the eight guys. Now, I can't remember off the top of my head who the eight were. To me, I'm sorry. And I love the positivity. Uh, we're not getting eight guys drafted. Now, I hope we do, but we're not. I say over-under would be at three and a half. Okay, so... Uh, and only one in the first five rounds, which is Will. Will, I think Will's, Will's a guaranteed draft. Yes. He would have to have, like, an a, abysmal correct. season. And he'd probably still get picked up fifth or sixth. Right. Yeah. Um, so, Will's one. Uh, I trust... I, I think that Jordan Wright and JJ both get... I think that's the three. Okay. Um, and then it just comes down to, I know last season, turnovers were a fumble with Chris. Or turnovers were a fumble. Turnovers yeah. were a problem yes. uh, for Chris. He gets those lines out. I think he's a draft pick. So that's four. Will, Chris, Keaton Upshaw, and J.J. Weaver's the one for me where it's like, uh, great season, gets drafted, obviously. Okay, so I forgot about Keaton. I'll, I'll, do, oh, I'll so do four and a half. Okay. I'll do four and a half. Okay. Well, there you go. Make sure you, uh, next time, when we tweet this out, listeners, feel free to give your feedback on why I'm wrong and uh, any of your thoughts. And we'll try and get to it next segment. Or next, sorry, next, uh, next episode. Yeah, which will be probably like, what, three weeks? Yeah, so I'm away from till the 22nd. Uh, so we'll put one out 
um, around about maybe the 24th or the 25th, somewhere around there, just when we get well organized. And that will be our full season preview. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't want to do my prediction on the season preview because, as you've just heard, it dragged out for a little bit. Um, and I didn't want to take up too much of that show's time with mine and, or Brett's. So we will have Miles's on that. What'd you um, say? Huh? What's my name? Brett. Um, I have Brett written down I there. I know you do. You, it's a, <laughs> that's it the two things, WTF and Brett, B-R-T-T. -T. <laughs> uh, by the way, the funniest moment of last week was when Adam Banks invited Miles onto the show. <laughs> I mean, he just didn't even look at you. To his credit, he did like DM me the next day, and I couldn't make it because of uh, work, but... You know, it was so funny. I, I'm glad I well. In fairness, you did make him make me sound like the worst person of all time <laughs> to him. So I mean, <laughs> I'm not taking too much blame for it that. It was hilarious. You should have seen. Uh, you should have seen his studio. His is very nice. Was it really? Yes. I just uh, want to say too, what blows my mind too, for the people listening. You obviously give me a hard time, but like this is like on air is when you're at your nicest. Like it's. I wish I could, like, show our text. I can't show our text no, messages, but it's literally just in all caps. Brett, WTF, Brett, just giving me demands. And it's like, I'm so nice to you guys, and I just get shit on. No, for we it, appreciate so. all that you do. No, you don't. We do. Okay. Um, so, anyway, we'll be – so, I'll be back around then. So, we will put our season preview out. Well, so, the season starts, what, like the 2nd of September or something? Third. Okay, 3rd of September is game one. We'll have this out probably a week before then. Uh, the season preview will be out a week before then. We'll be able to give you all of our spots. And obviously, Will will be very helpful in terms of telling us, you know, by that stage, you know, who's looking good in camp. Maybe I want to know who his favorite target is. Who's, yeah, who the starters are going to be. Um, you know, who, who's going to be the guys that have improved that we aren't, we aren't expecting to. Um, and he's obviously uh, going to be great to have. So I can't wait to get in with him. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty excited about it too. I know he's been playing golf at uh, – Boone's trace quite a bit, so I, I think it's going to be – we can hear how his golf game's been this year. There's and no doubt. There will be – Great quarterbacks are great golfers, it'll be uh, That's a theory of mine, and I think it, it works out. It'll be 30 minutes of football and then probably 20 to 25 minutes of just some unrelated topics that we want to talk to him about. So it'll be yeah. a great good time with him, and we'll continue obviously putting these out. We'll probably put them out on Mondays, but that's to be confirmed. Uh, much like last year, it'll be Mondays, and then we'll probably do a pre-game show that we'll put out either Friday night mm -hmm. or Saturday morning. For sure. So that's it for this week. Uh, thanks for listening in. Remember, our Twitter is at PinItDeepKSR. Um, feel free to tag us, follow us, give us a like, retweet these, quote tweet these. Tell me why I'm wrong. I'm so tell happy me, you do these outros. Tell me, tell me how bad my five-game prediction, five-loss five prediction is. Um, I can't wait to hear every single reason why I'm wrong. And I can't wait to see it on Saturdays, actually, to be honest. But that is my take. Brent, thank you again. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on your show. Uh, Miles, will be back. <laughs> Miles will be back next time. Uh, he served his one-game one suspension. Will, Ad will Adam Banks be back? Uh, no, never. Uh, <laughs> give him the feedback. Never to be back again. And actually, um, if we do get that public execution over the line, um, we will tell you the time and place that that will happen. Um, we're just trying to put it through with Bashir at the moment of where I'll be what, defending Adam Banks. What street, He's too nice. What street we could put Adam Banks on He's and, too and, nice. and how but maybe like a public stoning or something like Dude. that. Like back in the day. We just put him out there. Uh, do you get some people turning up. This is like the only podcast internet work that talks about hanging people and stoning people. Is uh, this just like a thing that happens in Australia? If it's or? required, it's required. 
I don't think we have to worry about public execution. He stoops and his boys. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so at Pin at Deep KSR, thanks, guys. Um, we'll see you with a season preview in a couple of weeks. Thanks. Thanks. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's $200 to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text HOPE NY in New York.